1: A big weekend of football ahead, not just for the Premier League either, because the Football Ferns are in Nagano taking on Japan in a one-off international friendly this Sunday. But before that, the Wellington Phoenix begin their A-League campaign at home, taking on Adelaide United. Much-awaited appointment on the calendar, that one I can assure you. Uh, Joining us now is uh, former All-Whites goalkeeper Jacob Spoonley, football pundit, excellent football commentator, hat golfer, uh, but apart from that um, he's with us now. Uh, Jacob Spoonley, uh, this weekend, This weekend, uh, what kind of challenges will the football fans get out of the Japanese side? Uh, I would have thought the other way around perhaps. Japan are pretty good, aren't they?
0: Japan are pretty good Smithy, and um, I think I've, I've migrated and evolved a little bit from hat golfer to just frustrated golfer, so um, that's where we're at. But uh, look, it's a it's a great opportunity for um, the football fans to uh, go to Japan. They've got their game against Japan. They're also having an extended camp, so this is, I think, the real bedding in period that Klimkova has identified prior to the World Cup, and she's got some wonderful attacking young talent in the team now. So we've seen her utilise a four four two, really similar to what the Wellington Phoenix are doing, um, instead of going with a four three three, which she used initially. And I think that really is going to maximise the skills of Jamie Hang, who's just won the Finnish Cup in Finland, and also newly converted football fern India Page Riley. So we could see those two players uh, playing in the attacking generals, providing that creative threat that we've really looked for uh, in the CERN's team as they're now progressing towards that World Cup.
1: Uh, Jacob, and that's, the, that's been the key, hasn't it really? And it's, and it's the same, to, to be fair, uh, for the All-Whites getting on the score sheet has been an issue.
0: It has, it has. And um, like, there's no denying that, it, um I know I get uh, branded as someone who's you know, enthusiastic and optimistic, but um, it, it is something that we're keenly aware of, um, I think, in the Sky Sports team, is uh, the fact that the All-Whites went five games without scoring a goal looked um, creative, looked uh, interesting at times, but it just couldn't get up on the back of the net. Similarly, up until recently in the... Um, last window where they played Mexico and the Philippines scored three goals in those two games, the football fans had questions after them about where goals will come from so I think for both Yitka Kunkova and uh, Danny Hay, um, depending on whether or not he continues in the role and obviously he's off contract at the moment, that's going to be I think the biggest question for both sides and look to me, let's not play it down let's not overlook it, it is the most valuable thing that you can have on a football field it is something that everyone across the world craves the ability to create and then convert goals and that's why Harland is grabbing all the headlines at the moment because he just does it with such efficiency in a manner that we've never seen it before
1: I'll get to the Premier League uh, shortly with you, uh, Jacob, as a bit of a preview for what's coming up this weekend. But I just want to stay briefly on uh, women's football, of course. Uh, the announcement during the week that uh, the Football Ferns will play in Christchurch. Uh, first time since 1991, 31 years, against the South Korea.
0: Fantastic news, Smithy! Really. Absolutely wonderful that we've got the Football Ferns coming home and really um, drawing that curtain and opening it up to what we're going to expect to see as part of this World Cup, not only the World Cup itself, but also the preparation. There's an an incredibly busy schedule, both for the football fans and also for sites that want to come to New Zealand and prepare. So there's going to be a buffet of football, particularly women's football, over the next 12 months. And I think what it's going to do for the football fans is going to provide them an opportunity to show how exciting some of these young players in particular, but also some of the senior players that we really haven't seen for large parts of their career um, and bring this, Ferns team, this New Zealand football
1: Ferns team home to New Zealand Yeah, I think it's it's wonderful and uh, whilst the Rugby World Cup is uh, on our doorstep literally and um, you know Jacob, I don't think anyone's quite going to grasp grasp the interest in the uh, Women's Football World Cup at the same time next year, I don't think people have got quite got a handle on how big that's going to be yet
0: No, and I think um, as Kiwis obviously we Oriented towards the the oval ball and rugby and rugby league, and, and fair enough, it's a real passion part of our DNA, and, and rightly so with cricket in the summer. I think the global aspect of the of the tournaments, particularly the football World Cup, that hasn't really come home to the Kiwi audience just yet. We're talking about, I think it's the fifth biggest tournament in the world. So the Men's World Cup, the Olympics. Um, I'm not sure what the other tournaments are, but then you get down to the women's football world cup i think is just underneath the men's rugby world cup so these are tournaments of humongous scale and it's so wonderful that we're going to have the ability to host them and i think we're going to do a wonderful job hosting them
1: well speaking of hosting wellington get to host the phoenix uh, this weekend it's just been so long so this is going to be a massive occasion first up of course they've got adelaide united what chance of a successful homecoming
0: it's going to be a tough question. This is the Adelaide United side that went to the semifinals. And we're really unfortunate just to get pipped by um, Melbourne City 2-1. So they went 1-0 up in the uh, second leg and were leading Melbourne City for a lot of that game only to be pipped right at the very last. Um, the Wellington Phoenix, they made the playoffs last year. They had, uh, I think they overachieved in a lot of respects um, and I think there's a lot of enthusiasm that's bubbling around, not only the capital, but also New Zealand, about what this team can do. It seems in the off-season, David Dome and the Phoenix's admin committee has had a plan, they're organised, and I think that's a reason to celebrate a team that is returning to normality. So this is going to be a celebration of us kind of welcoming them home, um, but also understanding that they're going to be in their beds for the weeks in preparation for games. They're going to be meeting friends and family. They're going to have normality returning. And after they've sacrificed so much, I think this is a another opportunity for the football community to say thank you to this Wellington Phoenix team that not only participated, but really took the game to the Australians. And I touched on that plan and that organisation. We've really seen that in the investment, particularly of the import spots. So Zavada, Traev, uh, Jan Sass, um, and then... You combine that with the likes of Costa Barbaroussis, the boy that's coming home for the second time in his Wellington Phoenix career. And I think we've got a lot of attacking options. We touched on the fact that goals and creativity um, at times have been a challenge for the All-Whites and the Ferns. Equally, they have been that for the Wellington Phoenix who have controlled large parts of the game but haven't always converted when they've had the ascendancy to really convert draws into wins or to avoid losses. And this season... I think Ufuk Tully has got a number of options there, but also different kinds of options. He's got physical threats and the likes of Krayev and Zavada. He's got the technical players and the likes of Costa Barbarouss and the evolved Ben old. And then he's also just got the out-and-out physicality of the likes of Ben Wayne and David Ball. So depending on how the game is going, Ufuk Tully has horses for courses. And that's the exciting thing for me.
1: He's got two or three horses that aren't available to him, uh, initially anyway, of course. Better news, though, for Alex Roofer. It seems he could be back sooner than uh, everyone was thinking. David Ball is out uh, with a foot injury as well. Um, and what's the news around Clayton Lewis, too? Uh, there was some footage uh, apparently flying around uh, with him, training with the team. So what what are we looking at in terms of leadership? Because that it's a massive key for the Phoenix.
0: Exactly. And I think that word leadership is... is precisely what the likes of Alex Rufa brings to the table. Some fans have been, in my opinion, overly critical of him, um, looking for him to do more on the ball and not appreciating the disruptive presence that he brings um, to this Wellington Phoenix side in terms of breaking up the play of opponents, but also the leadership. He really has been the conduit between the staff and the players at times, and that settling influence is something that I don't think you can really quantify. Um, In terms of the player... That we were hoping to see return to Auckland um, for the All Whites and Clayton Lewis. I think he's going to return ahead of schedule. I'm not sure if he was simply training yesterday, but he was definitely seen um, on the field with the team, and that that is that is uh, that's a reason to be enthused, Smithy, because he is a player that provides that creative element, and um, we've seen him really develop that kind of physicality and that that combative nature that um, Alex Roof brought to the table. And for me, there's a aggregation effect here where if you put him alongside Stephen Ugarkovic, who the Phoenix have just signed off-season, who for me is one of the best midfielders in the competition up there with the likes of Luke Bratton, um, I think you could have a really dynamic combination in that engine room for the Phoenix in that um, position that Calais asked so much of. The guys that need to spray the ball outright, but also control the tempo. So Clayton Lewis, another hometown boy, he will be absolutely chomping at the bit to try and get out for round one. Calais did say that they are expecting him back for round two. So there might be a discount of a week there for Phoenix fans to see him early doors. Uh,
1: the other area we haven't touched on yet is uh, your area, of course, of expertise. Um, which is the Ollie Sale role, uh, the goalkeeping side of it. Have we got bases covered here this season?
0: I think we have. I think we've got the immediate solution for the Swillington Phoenix side to do well. Um, Ollie, I think, is a little bit disappointed. There was obviously talk about a move um, that didn't eventuate in the off-season. I think the, uh, the All-White's performances against Peru and against Costa Rica, they didn't necessarily um, sell uh, his move for him um, but that is something that happens in football and he's got to move on so um, by all indications he's done that he's really focused on helping lead this Wellington Phoenix team particularly in the absence of Alex Rufa and if you look underneath him Alex Paulson is the next cab off the rank he's part of the next generation of goalkeepers coming through and what we saw in the under 20s is that there's a number of them so he's been picked he's on the bench he's going to be given the opportunity but the likes of Henry Gray are there um, the likes of Keith Sims, who's over in Sweden as well, they are also there pushing through not only this Wellington Phoenix um, side, but also in terms of what we can expect for the All Whites generally. So I think we're more than covered there. It is a real strength of New Zealand football at the moment. Their goalkeeping stocks.
1: I know you're about uh, one minute away from a very important Friday morning appointment, um, Jacob Spoonley. <laughs> but uh, in that in that minute, can you tell us? Uh, um, Liverpool's chances against Arsenal uh, away this weekend, in fact, Monday morning at 4.30. Tell us about that.
0: (laughs) There's no promises with this Liverpool team at the moment. They score three and then they can see three against Brighton. I think the Arsenal team for me, um, outside of this juggernaut that is Man City, they are the informed side in the competition. So, I think we're going into this uh, endeavour, this encounter between Liverpool and Arsenal where both teams are looking at each other at eye level. Um, so I am looking forward to this one, mate. It should be a fantastic game. Liverpool have news coming back. They've got um, Thiago in the midfield. Henderson looked incredibly annoyed that he was taken off in the Champions League. So I think this is going to be an absolute bout.
1: Par four or par five the first?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I'm just getting phone calls at the moment um, asking where I am. So I'm looking at three different tee boxes and I'm going to have to Uh, gamble as to which one I need to go to Smitty, so I might uh, dip away but thank you very much for having me mate, I really do appreciate and love talking to you
1: Yeah cool, we'll catch up with you um, perhaps uh, more regularly too Jacob, now that the season's underway proper Cheers mate, play well, thank you
0: Not a problem, thanks guys, have a good morning